0: Coming up today, Pastor Ray Bentley shatters a common misconception about the Christian faith.
1: I thought that there was a point where in the Christian life you're kind of like, okay, I kind of got it, and then, you know, can kind of settle and whatever, and the Lord just keeps saying, look, no, the further in you go and the deeper that you go, everything that you've experienced, He has more for you. Son, it was just preparation, because I've got way more for you than what you have tasted and seen.
0: Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. The Christian life is a race. It's an upward call. Believers are likened to athletes, soldiers, and farmers. But the most intimate description is that we're part of God's family. He's our Father in Heaven, and we're His children. And today, Pastor Ray brings a message called, Relationship is Everything.
1: We're in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 1. We read, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables. And Jesus told stories so that we could get a divine, kind of behind-the-curtains look into what heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. So I want you to start with that. He starts with this parable. Here's a king, he's having a royal wedding in his kingdom. He sends out invitations and nobody is willing to come. So here he's got three different parables, one after the other, and it's all about a wedding. And Jesus himself is called the heavenly bridegroom. The church is called the bride. So look, the invitation has been given. It has been sent out. And every one of the seven billion people on planet Earth from every nation, language, kindred, and tribe has received a personal invitation from God in heaven. You're invited to a royal wedding, and he wants you personally to respond. So he told the first time, he sent out invitations, and nobody was willing to come. Verse 4, again, he sent out other servants, saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. You're invited and you don't have to do anything other than go receive what has been prepared by a king for you. But they made light of it and they went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. They ignored the invitation, You know, which is crazy. A wedding is coming. It's the king's wedding. We have been invited, and there are many that are not paying attention. They're they're too self-absorbed. Verse 6, And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. What I want to say is that Jesus continues to explain to the religious leaders who are listening to him and to the crowds who are gathered around the danger of rejecting him, or rejecting God, or rejecting the invitation of the king. We cannot afford to ignore or to reject. I mean, you know in ancient cultures, you don't say no to the king. And there's consequences if you do, and especially to the Lord. So they rejected God's invitation. They rejected the Father by killing John the Baptist. I mean, that was the first, you know, the messenger he sent. They had not had a prophet for 400 years. Israel had not. And then God sent a man that everybody knew. The people knew. This is the real deal. This guy and he's not here at the holy temple in Jerusalem. There's a lot of hypocrisy and pride, and they've made money out of the whole deal, and, it's, and people knew it. You can feel when it's fake, and it's not. there's no depth to it or whatever, and they go, hey, there's a real guy. This guy hears from God. When this guy opens his mouth, the word of God pierces your heart, and he's out in the desert preaching to the mountains and to the creatures, You wanna hear the voice of God? And they hadn't heard God's voice. There was a hunger for the power and authenticity and the reality of the word of God. They went out into the desert and down by the Jordan River and when he heard him, they were pierced. So finally, it's the word of the Lord. And he goes, the kingdom is coming. Someone's coming. In fact, he's walking among you and they're looking around. He said, there's one among you right now. He's the one we've been waiting for. Repent, get into the river. Confess your sins and prepare the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It means it's here now. And then John baptizes Jesus and Jesus comes up and the Holy Spirit comes upon him. and The beginning of the ministry that they have been waiting for from the days of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob has now come. But they take John the Baptist and they kill him. The father was rejected. Now we're going to find out in this week they reject the son Jesus by arresting him and crucifying him. And then Jesus rises from the dead and just as he promised, you know, 50 days later, he sends the Holy Spirit from heaven and there is the outpouring of the Spirit and they're baptized in the Holy Spirit and they start going out and witnessing again, hey, the Jesus, the Messiah that you just killed, he's alive, he's risen. And the same miracles that were happening with Jesus started happening with the apostles that were just fishermen, they were not professional religious leaders or rabbis. And finally, they started rejecting them. And then Stephen, the first martyr. It's interesting that they grabbed Stephen, they, they indicted him, and Stephen preached his last message before they stoned him to death. And in Acts chapter 7, verse 51, he says, "'You always resist the Holy Spirit "'as your fathers did, so do you.'" How sad and how tragic. They rejected the father's invitation. Then they rejected the son. And then they rejected the Holy Spirit. And therefore, what Jesus had said on Palm Sunday when he got halfway down the mountain, going into the eastern side of the temple, and he was weeping, he said, Oh, if only you had known this day the peace that was being offered to you. But that temple shall be destroyed, and not one stone shall be left upon another. So it, it didn't happen immediately. It didn't happen the day Stephen was stoned The rejection, as he said, resisting the Holy Spirit, but about 40 years later in 70 AD, literally from Jesus' parable, armies came. Roman armies came, and they destroyed the city of Jerusalem exactly as God had said. There's consequences when we reject the king. In verses 5 and 6, look again, it says, but they made light of the invitation. It scares me that there are people today, they don't know what time it is, And what you do, and what you decide, and how you react to the invitation, the consequences will last for all of eternity. There are many that make light of God, light of the Bible, light of the gospel, and they just are too busy with their own lives and business. They were focused on themselves. I wanna just say this, when you reject the invitation of the king, and it's all about you, Here's what will happen to those who reject the invitation of the king. Your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until finally you're in a universe where it's just you and no one else can ever quite connect with you because you made yourself God and you ain't God. So your world will get smaller and smaller and smaller. If I may say, when you receive the invitation, yes, wow, I get to be born anew in the spirit and forgiven and I have a heavenly daddy I have a Savior, I have a Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, and all of a sudden now it's not just me, but I have a family. I've been born into a royal family. I have brothers and sisters. I want to say to all of you guys, you and I are brothers. I mean, we're, we're real blood brothers, the blood of Jesus brothers. And you, you, all of you ladies out there, you are my sisters. So here's the deal. If you and I, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, are real blood brothers and blood sisters, here's the deal. Anybody that loves you and does good to you and favors you and blesses you, I'm good with that, and I will bless them, and they're my friends. If anybody messes with you, I'll beat them up. (laughs) I'm serious, I'll, I'll join you, it's you and me against whoever's coming against you. Where did I learn that from my dad? That's what dad told Abraham. Anybody blesses you, I will bless them. Anybody touches you, messes with you, even tries to curse you, I will curse them. How many want that kind of favor with God? So I have a family. I mean, I know thousands of people. And it's so cool to have such a big family. There's always when somebody says, hey, I need help with whatever it is, I always go, I think of someone that I know, somebody like you guys. And I go, I know a guy. I don't know how to do that, but I know a guy, and he's awesome. And then you connect them, and it's like, wow, this is incredible. Or I know a lady. She's perfect. She's amazing. Wait till you meet her. She's your sister. And you connect them. And then, you know, I get to go all these, not just the Calvary chapels, but getting, you know, going and visiting the body of Christ around the world. My world just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. That's what happens when you get in the family of God. Man, it it just grows and it's exciting and it's awesome.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray went to heaven, so many listeners have shared comments on what his teaching means to them. You were our Billy Graham Our spiritual walk has been so sweet since we became Christians. To know you was to learn to live the Great Commission and fulfill God's great commandments. Thank you for being such a beautiful inspiration and leading my husband to be such a godly man, which allowed me to become a faithful servant of our Lord. Well done. Messages like that continue to be such a great encouragement to all of us at Maranatha Radio and the whole Bentley family. If you'd like to send a message, just email us, ray at raybentley.com or post a comment online at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley.
1: Proverbs 16, 17. Let's read this out loud. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. I wanted to show you a picture of aspen trees. And what's interesting about the aspen tree that I just learned about recently, as they grow, yes, they they do have seeds, but mostly, do you know how they grow and how they spread? they don't wait for the seeds but what happens is all of those roots of all those trees are locked in together and the roots are going they just keep going and going and going when the rain is right and the sun is just right and then a little sprig will come up from the roots and it literally can spread over mountains and even over borders of states and it just keeps going and going and going and going but i thought wow lord in a way the aspen tree and how they're all connected a forest of them are literally not individual trees. They're kind of one tree from the same root system. That's like the body of Christ. When you become a member, and when you become a son or a daughter of the family of God, Literally, the roots of God and the gospel in my life will flow into you, and the roots from your uh, love and friendship and fellowship will go into me, and before you know it, we're all intertwined. And in this root system, we're all connected to one another, and we all grow up together, and we're all related, and it crosses all kinds of boundaries. Every nation, every language, every kindred, every tribe, we're all royal. We all reflect God in a little bit different way because unity is not uniformity. God likes variety. Can I hear an amen for variety? I love it in all its forms and fashions. Well, look at this scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Let's read it out loud. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I've always loved this scripture, but now, uh, you know, learning about the aspen tree, how it's so heavy, so deep, so rich, so, on. you know, it, it just can go on and on and on. And I love this scripture, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. That's what love is like. Love is like roots. And man, roots, the the deeper the roots, the broader the roots, it makes that tree thrive. It makes that tree survive. It makes that tree continuously beautiful. It makes that tree continue to bear fruit, rooted in love grounded in the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to say this. By you making that decision that, you know, look, come what may, I am putting the Lord first. Yes, I responded to his invitation, but I am not going to settle because I, you, you never arrive. It's never where God goes, okay, coast, you know, it's okay. He, he has more for you. You know, I, I, I thought that there was a point where in the Christian life, you're kind of like, okay, I kind of got it. And then, you know, can kind of settle and whatever. And the Lord just keeps saying, look, no, the further in you go and the, and the deeper that you go, I'm going to turn a whole new page and blow your mind. In fact, everything that you've experienced, everything that you've learned, everything that's, you know, borne some fruit in your life. Son, it was just preparation because I've got way more for you than what you have tasted and seen and I've been setting you up, I've been working. Here's what's exciting to me about the future. There are things coming in my near future, people I haven't even met yet, things I didn't even realize, circumstances that are gonna just come together that God's been working on for decades in my life, and when it's the right time, because I'm listening to him, following him, wanting to go deeper with him, when I land, it'll all converge, and then I'll see it and I'll go, oh man, God, you're amazing, you're awesome. And that's what God wants to do with every single one of you. I can't tell you how many times recently where I have walked into a situation that has blown my mind at the love of God and the family of God and the roots, and I look back and I realize, wow, you've been working on this for decades. Had I given up, had I become you know, one of those accusers, oh, you're bad, and how come you don't do this or that? And No, 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 no. Look, we're the ones that have the shortfall in this situation. I am believing in you that you are good, that you are who you claim to be, you have the power you claim to have, and even if I can't see it today, I'm gonna keep walking this walk of faith and love and relationship and down the road every single time it bears witness. Way to go, son. You can feel that dad's proud. You believed. That's what I was looking for. I want a faith that is so deep that nothing, no accusation that the devil can launch at you. Hath God really said? The world's full of that question. And I go, you guys realize you're quoting the serpent who was possessed by the devil. Hath God really said? Yeah, God said. He said it, he meant it. Believe it, receive it, trust in it, walk in it. It will root you, it will ground you. It will bear fruit in your life your family and experience and blessings will expand and grow so i'm telling you this i have never been more fulfilled more happy more overflowing and i can't wait to run to see what god has for me in the future and, I, and that's where i'm going that's where i'm headed and i want to take as many with me as i possibly can you with me in that awesome okay verses 8 through 10 this parable is amazingly about grace in verse 8, then he said to the servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. And you go, Well, what does that mean? They're they're not worthy. Well, if you don't receive the invitation, you're not worthy. He said, Well, I want to be worthy. Then receive the invitation, you'll be worthy. And so, therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. This is the Lord's words, as many as you can find invite to the wedding. The king was determined he would not have an empty banquet hall. So the invitation is given to everybody and anybody. When the first invitation was rejected, The second invitation was dramatically rejected. The third invitation was made even more broadly. All were invited, whether they were good or bad. In a way, this becomes a parable about the grace of God. Those who are invited are truly undeserving, and yet God says, but if you'll come, I'll make you worthy, and your name is inscribed, and you'll be there, and I want you there, and the way has been made. And everything's been made ready. I've done all the work. I just want to bless and spoil you. I mean, God loves to share how cool, how creative, how wealthy, how rich, how powerful, how glorious his kingdom is. And and it just is so humbling and touching to me that he's please come whether good or bad, come. That's a parable of the grace of God. In closing verses 11 through 14, we must personally receive the gift of his righteousness. In verse 11, But when the king came to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. And then the king said to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen." So very simply, in the old days when they would you know, give this invitation, and it was from the king, and it was royal, they gave a garment, and they basically said, look, we're going to make our wedding, just like the, the bride's going to wear this white dress, and the guy's going to wear this outfit, and, and the guests are going to look like this. It's their deal. It's their wedding, and they give it to you. So it's in the invitation. The garment is provided. All you got to do is receive it, put on the deal, walk in. So a guy shows up and he goes, yeah, I want to go to the wedding. I'm not, well, I didn't read the thing that you gave or the invitation. I came my way. I wanted to come the way I want to come. I want to come in my own clothes. I'll come in my own time, come in my own way. And so that's where the king says, no, you're going to be out. There's a lot of people that, yeah, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to come the way that the king has said you must come. I want to come my own way, making up my own path, my own plan, my own salvation, my own whatever well without realizing it then all of a sudden god's not god but you're god and god there is no other god there's not two gods and you're certainly not the other one you don't get to make it up as you go and a lot of people do so it's yeah it's serious and it's heavy but here's the beautiful thing the lord wants to give us his righteousness, because whatever good deeds, I mean, people think that God's gonna grave it on a curve when we get to heaven. Well, I'm not as bad as you know, you know this guy or that guy. God doesn't grade on a curve. You gotta be holy, pure, and righteous. So you, you need to be given the garments. Let's read Philippians 3, verses eight and nine. That I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through, faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. Paul served the Lord, loved the Lord, gave his life to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. But he goes, I want to find the Messiah. I want to be found in him. I don't want my own righteousness, which is from the law, how many good deeds I can do. But I want the righteousness which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. The Lord says, take off your filthy garments. And he goes, I'm going to put on you a robe that is pure white, that is divine, that is resplendent, that is literally filled. And the reason it's so beautiful and iridescent is that it is filled with the righteousness of my son, Jesus Christ. And be clothed in that. And now you get to walk in. I'm good with that. Are you good with that? Put off your attempts at whatever. Receive the identity as a child of God. Let him clothe you with his righteousness and enter in. Jesus said, enter in, for God wants all to enter in.
0: Good reassurance from Pastor Ray Bentley today. From our studies in Matthew chapter 22, here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, Relationship is Everything. If you missed any part, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com. There at the homepage, there's a place to leave a written tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And by clicking Media, you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can arrange to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions each day automatically at no charge. And also link to his YouTube and Facebook pages. So why not bookmark it, raybentley.com. And you'll find Pastor Ray's books, including his brand new one, The Final Witness, and The Cyrus Mandate, both page-turning prophetic fiction novels in the Elijah Chronicles series. You'll see end times prophecy in a whole new light. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Matthew. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return. The whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.